Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to another segment here on GEMS Podcast. I am the founder and host, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp, and with me today in the hot seat is Pete Rogers, and he has a new book out on the market. Before, But before we get into that, let me tell you a little bit more about Pete. Pete Rogers is an award-winning sporting writer from Taylor, South Carolina, with over a thousand articles and six books to his credit. Pete is also pod- producer and host of the award-winning Christian Outdoors podcast, a weekly podcast where he discusses all things outdoors and how to enjoy God every day. His podcast is currently listed as a top 12 Christian podcast for 2022. He enjoys hunting anything in season, and when forced to choose, says turkeys are his favorite. Other than hunting, he enjoys conducting seminars, fishing, and hiking in the Blue Ridge Mountains he calls home. He is the father of five children and married to patient wife Susan. I love that. So learn more about Pete and find his podcast by visiting him on www.christianoutdoors.org. But let's jump into the segment. We're going to learn about who Pete is and how he got to where he is, as well as unpack the book in a sense. So without further ado, please welcome Pete Rogers. Thank you, Genesis, for having me on the show. I'm really excited about our conversation. My pleasure, Pete. So before we dive in to the conversation, I definitely want to give the audience a chance to connect with you in a fun and personal way. So there are two options. The first one is a icebreaker, or we could do a rapid fire 10 question game. What are you in the mood for? Let's do the rapid fire. Okie dokie. We're playing rapid fire with Pete and Genesis. Question number one. If you were on a cooking show and they gave you the following choices to barbecue, squirrel, possum, iguana, and alligator, what is your choice of protein that you're barbecuing? Well, I've had two of those, squirrel and alligator, and I take the alligator. Okay. It's actually actually really good. (laughs) Tastes like chicken is what people say. Uh, I wouldn't go that. I wouldn't say that, but you know, I like it. So question two, what got you started on your pastoral journey? Oh, wow. That's a, that's a very long answer to that Genesis. Uh, Basically it was God uh, calling me and telling me this is what he wanted me to do. So uh, it was a, a long struggle, but um finally relented into that and it's been a good ride ever since yeah question three favorite food cubed venison steak cube venison steak okay question four you mentioned in your bio your wife susan is patient how long have y'all been married 
I know I'm supposed to know the answer to that right off the top of my head. Uh, doing the math, 24 years. July will be 24 years. Amazing. So you got an anniversary coming up. Yep, yep. Yes, we do. Question five. With you being a dad of five, what is one advice you would give to a new parent? Uh, that's a, um, the one advice I'd give is that um, be consistent. Um, I think it's important. My wife and I learned this by the time we got to number three of, of being very consistent, set your, set your boundaries. You don't have to make excuses for them to other people, set your boundaries and be very consistent with that. It's it, that has served us very well. It really has. Question six, what's your favorite color? Green. Question seven, if you could trade places with anyone, who would it be and why? Wow, that's a. Hmm, hmm. I've never really thought about that, Genesis. I've never given that any thought. I've, I've, uh, I don't know that I'd trade paces with anyone. I mean, because that would mean I wouldn't have my family that I have, and I really love my family and everything. So, um, I really can't think of anyone that I trade places with. Okay. I've had a very blessed life, so you know. Question A, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Um, superpower would probably be um, immortality. Question I got a lot of things I want to do. <laughs> I'm getting old. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Question, we're at question nine, right? You lost. Okay, yes, so question yes, nine. Here we go. If with you being a podcast producer and host yourself, if you can interview any person on your show, who would it be? Um, Tim Tebow. Ooh, okay. Are you ready for this challenge? I've already reached out to him. I haven't heard back, but I'm going to, I've actually reached out twice through, through Instagram uh, direct message. I haven't heard back, but I'm going to keep after him. Oh, so you already knew what the challenge was going to be. I huh? did. I heard it today on one of your shows. So I was like, <laughs> but I will keep after him. Tim, if you, if you hear this, I really want to get you on my show. Okay. So if you could pick another person besides Tim Tebow, who would it be? Oh, someone I haven't reached out to. Um, uh, oh, what's her first name? I watch her on the news every morning. Um, Rachel Compost Duffy. Okay. If I, if I pronounced her first hyphen name correctly. Yeah. She's a, uh, a Christian lady on Fox and friends in the morning weekend edition. And she's a mother, I think of eight or nine children. And uh, yeah, I would really like to have her on the show. Yeah. Okay. So you have two challenges cause you already did one challenge. So I had to okay. do a challenge. <laughs> All right. I'll reach out to her. And question 10, it's our pass or play question. So if you pass, our roles are reversed and you get to ask me a question. If you choose to play, I ask one last question to wrap up rapid fire. So do you want to pass or play? I'll play. Okie dokie. Question 10, you are given three random acts of kindness per day. What are your three random acts today? Per day. Um, pay for somebody's groceries at the grocery store. 
as long as I can afford it. <laughs> if they got three buggies full, I'm probably gonna have to wait to somebody else. Uh, but that would be something that I like to do. Um, and I would say, um, it's kind of something I already do. And, and that's I mow grass for really small rural churches that can't afford to have people to do that. So I do that. Um, another act of kindness would be it sounds it sounds kind of i don't know how it sounds but um is to text a message to someone that i haven't reached out to in a while and let them know i'm thinking about them oh i like that mm -hmm. so that's amazing so thank you for playing rapid fire beat now we're going to get into the meat and potatoes of this conversation and build up to your book, which um, is your latest book. So I know in one of the rapid fire questions, I asked you, how did you um, begin your pastoral journey? And you said that it was a long question. So give us a bits and pieces because you said God was calling you. Do you mm -hmm. feel like when God called you, you were restricted to heeding God's calling because maybe you were afraid or you just didn't know what that was going to look like? Or tell well, me from I, your point of view. Actually, I, as a young person, and I still struggle with it, I have a, a stutter. And as a young person, uh, meaning teenager and into my 20s, it was very severe to the point where I could barely carry on a sentence and I couldn't read aloud at all because of my stutter. And so when I felt the call to go into ministry, uh, honestly, Genesis felt like that was kind of a cruel joke from God saying, Hey, I want you to do this. And I'm like, well, God, you know, I can't speak. So why are you calling me into ministry into the pastoral ministries where I felt specific knowing I would have to preach on Sundays and do, you know, just a lot of talking. And, um, that was my struggle was how am I going to be able to do this when I have this speech impediment that prevents me from being able to speak. And, um, it was a lot of therapy, speech therapy and, uh, learning different techniques in, in which would help me to be able to overcome that to the point where most people aren't aware of it. Um, I still struggle with it. I feel it in my mouth and in my brain as I'm trying to talk, but, um, that was my biggest hurdle. Genesis was figuring out how, how can I do this when I have this in my mind and in the way I felt a massive hurdle to overcome, to be a speaker for God when I can't speak. Mm, and thank you for sharing that. And there was a person in the Bible who did stutter and God called them too. So, you know, sometimes it's like when God calls us, we think about like our personal and physical impediments, but we don't mm -hmm. realize how God will take those and use it for his glory as long as we are obedient and we'll just follow him. Because it's almost like that story where where someone needed help. And I think it's a, a running joke that some pastors say, and it's like, I sent you um, a helicopter, I sent you a boat, and I sent you a life jacket, and you passed up all three. But now you're like, okay, God, why didn't you help me? But God said, I sent you three different ways of getting you help. 
but you mm-hmm. didn't take any of them. And mm-hmm. so it's almost like sometimes God speaks in a still small voice. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he'll use a human vehicle. So he'll speak through a person to get to us. And sometimes he'll speak to us when we're reading the word of God and we're just cracking open the Bible and you're like, oh my gosh, wow, this is exactly what I needed to read and hear. So by you just obeying God's calling and whenever you started um, going down the ministry route, did you see how things started to transition and transform your life? I did, but it was a slow process. You know, it's, um, as I tell people, God can snap his fingers, if you will, and make anything happen. That's not how he normally works though. As you said, he tends to work through people, through events, through circumstances, and we have to be patient and obedient. Um, and as a pastor friend of mine once said, it's easy to look back and see where God was, but often it's hard to see where God is. And while I was been going through that for most of my adult life, really most of my talking life (laughs) that, um, it's hard to see where God is in it, but it's easy to look back and see how God helped me through all these things. I mean, whereas now I'm a keynote speaker, I have a award-winning podcast and I, you know, I get to go speak at churches and events a lot and I'm using my speaking, the thing that was my biggest hurdle to accomplish more than I could without it. So, um, yeah, it's easy to see how God helped me and how God continues to help me as I continue to try to spread his word and and give a good positive message using the voice that was my biggest handicap. That is amazing. And thinking about the level of success that you're at now and the lives that you have impacted by just getting over that hurdle and saying, you know what, I'm going to do it because the Lord put it in me and Mm -hmm. you don't want to bury your, your gifts. Cause we've all seen what happens whenever God gives you gifts and one buried it and others took their gifts and multiply it. How has your speaking engagements and the things you're doing now been impactful based on what others have told you and what you have seen? Well, that's uh, kind of hard to answer because it sounds like you're bragging, you know, and I really don't want to come across that way. But yeah, uh, I think the fact that my podcast is ranked in the top 1% of all podcasts, you know, we have 200,000 plus downloads since November um, that is really growing. And I don't really think it's anything that I do or anything that I bring to the table. I think it's all what God is using me for is to, is to share his message. And when I get to go to these different events, you know, as an outdoor writer, I really use that a lot to bring men to church, um, and to, you know, use that, that platform, if you will, to say, Hey, we have speaking today, outdoor writer, Pete Rogers, he's done all these outdoor things, which a lot of guys find to be cool. But for me, it's just part of my job. And that brings people into the church or into the event or into the venue, into the conference room, wherever it is I'm speaking because they're curious about what I do, you know, as a outdoor communicator. And also a lot of the things that I've got to do and, you know, places I've traveled in order to, to do those things. And it gives me an opportunity to not only share those stories, but how God has been involved in every aspect of it along the way and how God has moved me and has helped me to accomplish all those things. So it's, it's really worked well. And, and, you know, I've been told, by a lot of people that they have been moved and blessed by it and that they have, you know, uh, strengthened their relationship with, with Christ through some of the messages in which I've brought. But again, that's not me. That's God speaking through me. And I want that to be clear. It's, it's, uh, 
um, very humbling thing from, for Pete to stand in front of a crowd and to say or to deliver a message that I believe God has laid on my heart and for it to impact people in a positive way. Yeah. And I wouldn't, um, and I really like how you resonated with that, that it wasn't just Pete, you're giving God the glory and the honor because had it not been for God, you wouldn't be able to do what you're doing now. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I always like to tell people, it's not necessarily bragging, bragging about yourself, but it's a bragging about God's glory and his goodness. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes when God does certain things for us, we don't always want to talk about it. But God wants us to talk about it because there may be an unbeliever or someone who's on the teeter-totter fence that wants to believe in God, but they haven't seen God's uh, miracles. They haven't seen how God is just and how God is favorable. They've only seen how God has maybe taken someone away that they love or how mm -hmm. God has caused them to go through turmoil. But when we as believers can come together and share how God's glory, grace, and mercy has been so sovereign and how he's still using us, even though we're broken and we're imperfected and he puts us back on the potter's wheel and he gets us going again and he builds right. us back up, then we're not just bragging on ourselves, but we're bragging on how big our God is. And there, um, there's a Christian hip hop um, song that says, big God, big God, something, something, something along that line. And I love Christian hip hop. Like I love Andy Mineo, Lecrae, Tadashi, Wande, Courtney Ramirez, and some of the heavy hitters out there. Because when you really not just listen to the beat, but you listen to the lyrics that they're saying, you really begin to usher into God's presence, whether you like Christian hip hop or you like um, gospel music or whatnot. I always tell people to really be intentional with the lyrics that you hear more so than the beat. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, Pete, one of the questions I, I want to ask for you, because I'm sure someone in the audience is waiting for me to ask this, is you mentioned that you're an outdoor writer. So what mm. exactly is an outdoor writer? Okay, well, uh, it can be broken into basically two categories for outdoor riders and those that, that, that write about consumptive sports and non-consumptive sports, hunting, fishing would be the consumptive sports and the non-consumptive would be hiking, camping, backpacking, bicycling, anything outdoor related. Uh, most of the stuff in which I write, uh, is, is on hunting and fishing, uh, cause that's kind of the, the, the niche that I fell into, uh, honestly, um, and the way I got into that, I published my first story in 1999, and it's because having a speech impediment as a young person, I um, expressed myself by writing from as far back as I can remember. I was just write, write these things out because I couldn't say them. And I went on a, a hunting trip in Alaska one time, and it was an awesome experience. Spent three weeks up there, and if you haven't been to Alaska, you need to go. It is the most beautiful place that I've ever seen. And I got back from the trip and I wrote a story about my experiences there, excuse me. And I sent it to my buddies who I went with, and they were just extremely complimentary about the way in which I captured the story and said, Pete, you really need to consider publishing some of your stories. And I said, yeah, well, whatever. But I, I kind of did. And I thought about, so we know I've, I read all these magazines and people tell me that my stories are as good or better than these. So why not try? So and back in those days, Genesis, there was no internet. We had to put things in an envelope, put a stamp on it, mail it off, wait, wait six weeks for it to come back and say, no, thank you. Uh, but 
uh, I just kept at it. I'm very persistent. You know, when I feel like this is something I need to do, I'm very, very persistent in that. And lo and behold, I finally had one published and then another one and then another one. I started understanding and learning how the industry works. And, um, you know, I was fortunate enough to be uh, accepted into some professional outdoor writers groups, some national organizations, state organizations and regional and just like a lot of other jobs, it's a lot of networking at that point. And before you knew it, I was publishing 130, 140 stories a year. Um, and that's been going real steady for the last 20, well, since 99, was that 23 years? And uh, like you said in the bio, I've had well over a thousand stories published to put on even count anymore. Uh, and, you know, each story has six or eight photographs that go with it and um, six books now and it's just continuing to grow and it's been just been a great ride it, re it really has it's enabled me to meet some really wonderful people and to travel to some great places and do a lot of the things i've always dreamed of doing so that's what it's about i love that and congratulations and it's amazing when someone could read your writing and they could feel the words lift off the page mm -hmm. they can it um, imagine themselves being in the same scenery um, that you have been in. So that is incredible. And now we're going to get into your most recent book. Okay. And I want you to hold up your book and I want you to talk about the cover of the book and what led you to writing it because a cover of a book could either make or break the story. And I think it's so important that we pay attention to the cover of the book, but we also pay attention to the inside contents behind the book. So it says, so the book is called, Do You Enjoy God, Audience? And now Pete is going to talk about the cover. He's going to hold up that book for those of you on video so you can see it. Okay. It's interesting that you mentioned the cover. I'm really glad you did because I like to talk about it. Uh, as an author yourself, you know that there's a lot that goes into deciding a cover of a book. And, oh, and in Christian literature, one of the things that people resonate with is font and image. Okay. And there's a reason that there's a female on the book with her back to us. Right. And actually, before, I don't want to um, divulge any secrets, but the story of this girl is in the book. Okay. That's Darby O'Brien on the cover. I got permission from her parents to use it. And is it that, this is a pose that she called finally free. And she's on the top of a mountain praising God about some things that's going on in her life. And again, her story's in the book. Um, but the reason it's called, do you enjoy God is really how um, my podcast came about and also how the book came about. And it started in 2014 Genesis when I was reading, cause I like to read theology, which is kind of weird for a lot of people, but I like to read theology. And I was reading the Westminster shorter catechism one time. And for the listeners who don't know what that is, a catechism is a teaching tool that was designed by the Presbyterian church in the 1600s that would teach in Scotland and it would teach uh, new believers about who God is, who Jesus is, who the Holy Spirit is, how the church functions. And it's written in a question and answer format. And the first question of the Westminster Shorter Catechism is, what is the chief end of mankind? Now remember, this was written in the 1600s, so it's 1600 language, right? And so in today's translation would be, what is our purpose for being? And the answer to that question is the chief end of mankind is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. 
And I read that and I said, well, that's a good Sunday school answer. And I went to question number two and it, and it just, it stuck in my brain and to enjoy him forever. And then I asked myself, I said, and to enjoy him forever. Does that mean after we die and we get to heaven with God? And I said, no, I don't think it does because forever has already started in my life. It's already started. So I asked myself, do I enjoy God now? And I came up with this, with this process in my mind and said, well, I acknowledge God. I worship God. I love God. I um, give praise to God. I tolerate God sometimes, but do I enjoy him? And I realized that, you know, some being honest with myself that I don't know that I do. I enjoy his creation. I enjoy the blessings that he gives me. I enjoy the good things that he does, but do I enjoy him in an intimate and personal way? And I said to myself, I don't think I am not in the way that I should. And so I started on a journey in 2014 of being very intentional to try to enjoy God every single day. And I wake up in the morning and I ask myself, Pete, how are you going to enjoy God today? And the mundane things of life and going to work and then being a husband and a father, how am I going to enjoy God? And it changes every day because every day changes, right? And so in going through this process for years, I started to realizing that there's a certain pattern that I'm doing that I think could help other people. So the book came about and, and so the book came about again, I'll hold it up again. I can't see if there's a glare on it or not, but it's, do you enjoy God? 12 steps to enjoying God every day. So I outlined in here, 12 different steps of how you, the reader can enjoy God. And I'll say in the preface that I didn't write this in order except chapter one, which is the most important one. And that is, it begins with a relationship. You can't enjoy God on a deep, intimate level unless you have a relationship with him. And I, and I dive into the different relationships that we have as human beings. Like, for example, me, uh, I'm a husband, I'm a father, I'm a brother, I'm a son, I'm an employee, I'm an employer. I'm a podcaster. I'm a writer. I have all, and every one of those has different relationships with different people in my lives. And all of them are different. I mean, the relationship I have with my wife is very different from the relationship I have with my mother. And the relationship I have with my sister is different than the relationship I have with my brother. And so recognizing that and say, well, what is my relationship with God? And, and in that I, I started to really break down what it means. And it led me to the very famous verse of John three sixteen. Okay. And it, and, and what does it say there? I'm going to paraphrase. Okay. And it, when Jesus is talking to Nicodemus and, and he says, and whoever believes in me shall have eternal life, whoever, and whoever, not Pete, I want you to be like Genesis or Genesis. I want you to be like bill and, and Jerry, I need you to be like Sarah. It's no, whoever, however you are, come to me and I will give you eternal life. And, and it said to me, I am a, whoever I am somebody that's good enough. I don't have to do anything specific for God to love me. He loves me just because he loves me. That's just who he is. First John tells us God is love. Absolutely. Right? This is how we know what love is that God first loved us. Right. And so it started with that. And then throughout the book, I got a pull up the table of contents here because it's been a hot minute since I wrote it. Um, but then I go to, after we get our relationship is 
that you're created in God's image. What does it mean to be an image bearer of God that you Genesis carry a unique thumbprint of God that said, I created you to be in this place right now for a reason and understanding what that is. Discovering your gifts is the, is the third chapter. How can we really enjoy God if we don't know what gifts he has given us so that we can be the best people that we can be. Um, and then I won't go through all the different chapters, but, but, um, you know, recognizing the miracles in our life. I think God creates miracles in our lives every single day, but we don't recognize them. We think of miracles as, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego coming through the fire or someone miraculously cured of cancer or things of that nature. But we have miracles every single day in our lives. And how do we recognize them? How do we enjoy God during trying times? How do we enjoy God when things aren't going our way? Um, how do we yeah. find true happiness and all these things continue to go on. And of course there's a chapter on enjoying God in the outdoors and recognizing God in your life. So these are the steps that I think will help you, the reader to say, if I take just some of these things that I put together in this book and apply them to my life, then I can start the process of learning how to really enjoy God, not just what God does for us, but who he is. And what, he, and what he intends for us every single day. Absolutely. And I love that you took the time to talk about the cover because whenever I saw you hold up the cover, it looked like she was her hands are up in the air. But then whenever you put your hands up in the air, it's like during praise and worship or whenever you're surrendering or you're shabaking the Lord. God mm -hmm. is, you know, Elohim. He's El Shaddai whoever you want God to be. There's so many names that God is like Prince of Peace, Savior, Redeemer, right, right. Father, Brother, Adonai, and etc. So whenever I saw her hands go up, I'm like, it seems like she's just surrendering her will to God's will and they're meeting together. And then you look at the back, it looks like a sunshine is coming in where the light is shining in and it's illuminating because God is always going to show up in the light seasons as well as the dark season because he's right. there to pull us out of the pit and take us to our palace. He's there to just shower us, to put a hedge of protection around us and et cetera. And I love that you gave a 12-step method because if people are listening and they believe in numerology, they know five is the number of grace. We also know seven is the number of completions. Eight is the number of new beginnings. And I'm not too sure on the other ones yet, so I don't want to call them out. But this is a practical 12-step guide. So I want to thank you, Pete, for just talking about it and just spending time with giving the audience a glimpse of what they could get from reading the book and by you just talking about your relationship because we have to have a personal relationship. And I tell people, I'd rather get my vertical relationship right with God before my horizontal relationship. And horizontal is um, who's connected to me in the natural because without being connected to the spiritual realm, and God being um, a savior to me and me having a relationship with God where it's personal, then how am I going to be able to have a relationship with those that I could see in the flesh? Absolutely. 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 I can't add anything to that. You said it perfectly. So P, as we begin to wind down, I want you to leave the audience with your call to action for this segment. I would say that 
that my call to action is don't hesitate. Don't, don't wait there. The best decision that you can make in your life is to enter into a relationship with Jesus Christ. That is the best decision that you can make. And, 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 you know, our world is in a lot of, a lot of influx right now for a lot of reasons. We're not going to dive into all those, right. But for a lot of reasons, there, there, there's a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress, a lot of anger in our world today for a lot of different reasons. But, but when we keep our eyes on Christ, then everything else, the priorities of our life get more in line. You know, it's like for me is God first, Susan second, children third, everything else falls underneath that. And as long as I every day remind myself, God first, my wife is second, my children are next and everything else, then life just rocks along. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to have bad things happen to me or horrible events aren't going to come my way. But what it does mean is that I will be able to sustain myself through it better. Um, and it's, it's like whenever we feel like God is not hearing our prayer, it's because God has something better planned for us in the future. We may not can see it now, but he sees it and he's preparing us for things much bigger and better than what we can ever imagine. Absolutely. Just keep your eyes on God and God will align everything according to his will and purpose for your life. I can't add anything else to that, Pete. So you said it all on that nugget. And how can our audience <laughs> how can our audience connect with you via your website? And where do you primarily hang out on social media? Well, right. Well, my website is christianoutdoors.org and it has everything in there. Um, has all my, all my books are available there. All of my podcast episodes you can get there. They're also available on all the different platforms like you yourself are, you know, iTunes, Spotify. I mean, there's like 40 different platforms that it's on. Um, so all my podcasts there, I release a new one every Monday and we do 50 episodes a year. I got 136 out now. I think it is. Um, you know how that is. You lose track after a while. Right. Uh, but I do one a week and, and it's doing very well. Um, and let's see, uh, social media, yeah, I, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And amazing. Under Christian outdoors podcast and also under Pete Rogers. Okay. Amazing. So LinkedIn will be Pete Rogers. And then do you have a Christian outdoors page there too? Not at LinkedIn. I don't, but on Facebook and Instagram, I do. Okay, perfect. So audience, all of Pete's contact information will be in the show notes. So all you need to do is read, scroll on down and tap in with Pete. Don't forget to like, comment and subscribe. We're on 40 plus platforms. And for those of you that want to see the video to this recording, you can head on over to our YouTube channel and type GEMS, G-E-M-S, with Genesis Amaris Kemp for all things video content. And lastly, but not least, I want to thank each one of you for supporting the guests that I bring into the community, as well as the mission to spread content that is educational, inspirational, and motivational, while we also weave in diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, because it does take all of us coming together to make this world a better place. And we are now ranked in the top 2% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts per www.listennotes.com. I'm aiming to get up there to that 1%. Pete is going to challenge me there. 
And um, audience, I, like, I, I just can't thank you enough for what you do for myself and the community. So I wouldn't be where I am without you. So I celebrate you and I salute you. If there's a topic you want to have heard here, send me an email. And for those of you interested in becoming a brand sponsor, spaces are limited, but you can find out more by emailing me, genesisamarskemp at gmail.com, or heading on over to the website, genesisamarskemp.net, to learn more info. Until the next show, next segment, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day. Signing out, Pete Rogers and Genesis Amaris Kemp. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.